Welcome to Paths to Restoration. I'm Ed Szeski, the author of Reconnect, Spiritual Restoration from Digital Distraction. And I'm here about a week removed from the really disturbing, unsettling, tragic events of the past week here in America, where a mob committed insurrection against the United States government at the Capitol building. It's the kind of thing that when you see it happening, you think this can't be real. This can't get worse. And then it just keeps getting worse. And then you keep finding out more about it. And it's felt like I, I couldn't create anything for a week. I, honestly, I had like a newsletter planned out even for that day. <laughs> and uh, I just didn't send it because I felt like this was a time to, to sit and wait and think, pray, and uh, process a lot. And, you know, life goes on. The kids are running around downstairs, uh, homeschool's back. Um, I'm back at work. Uh, and yet, you know, we have this kind of thing kind of looming over us. And, and there's also uncertainty now about what else awaits us in the, you know, the coming week or so. Uh, it's an unsettling time here in America. It, it's it's a fearful time. And, you know, the thing that I was thinking about after, you know, the, the events last week with the insurrection um, is that, first of all, you know, we need to, we need to talk about this. We need to talk about how we're feeling, what we're thinking. I, you know, I, I reached out to a few friends afterwards, just kind of, you know, the kind of express how I was feeling, see how they were feeling, see how they were doing. Uh, I think making those personal connections in a time of crisis uh, is important. I think that's something to keep in mind in the you know week to come. If there are any other incidents, just to keep reaching out to people personally, uh, whether that's a phone call or text message or you know a driveway chat with someone uh, wearing a mask. Of course, we're in a pandemic still, right? <sighs> but you know the. The thing that I've, I keep learning is the the importance of non-judgmental observance, and that's that's a big thing with contemplative prayer um, and just Christian Christian spiritual teachings is to non-judgmentally be present in the moment, to to feel what you're feeling, to know what you're feeling, and then you know to to be honest about it. And it is so immensely helpful to talk through what you're feeling with someone you trust, who you feel safe around, who can hear you and who won't like throw doubt at you or you know interrogate you but who can who can receive that and empathize with you and you know maybe you can spend some time examining and, and thinking it through and come to a conclusion that maybe this is an unhealthy thing to think but you know the the most important thing to start is to to judge to remove that judgment and to be present with your thoughts to be present with to where you're at. Uh, because if you don't get it all out, it's going to stay in your head. It'll, it'll continue to, to, you know, to influence how you think and feel. It's going to come out one way or the other. Uh, the best way to, to deal with it for me is just to face it, to, to, to head it, you know, dead on, just be honest about it and face it. And this, this is a season where, you know, frankly, as, as a you know individuals and as a collective nation we have we have a lot to face we have a lot of um 
you know, we have a lot of fear, we have a lot of injustice, we have a lot of things we need to, to deal with. The other thing that I, you know, thought about, you know, witnessing this, this insurrection, this mob, it's, uh, you know, what, what makes people violent like this? You know, there's a lot of different, different theories, a lot of different, um, you know, commentators who have ideas out there. Um, you know, for me, you can't ignore the fact that there is a mix of, you know, the con there's content and ideas that people are reading about or watching videos on. And then there's platforms that, you know, thrive on the most extreme ideas that, you know, the YouTube videos, the, the tweets, the Facebook posts, you know, the things that are the most extreme get the most attention and the things that agitate us, you know, we, we come back for more agitation, for more, more anger, because, you know, it's like, oh, I can't, can you believe that? Can you believe that, that they did that? Can you believe this happened? And you keep coming back for more, whether, you know, whether we want to admit that unsettling truth or not, that's, that's just how these platforms work. So we can't ignore that. I think that's why, you know, Facebook and Twitter, you know, got rid of uh, so much content that was promoting extremism and misinformation. Um, it was, it's, it's like, you're like, your coach has been throwing the football game. <laughs> like just, you know, left in the third string quarterback, you know, and there's a minute left in the game and they finally put, you know, take him out and put the starter in, you know, it's like, it's, it's the right thing to do. It's, it's way too late, but you know, they at least acknowledge that their platforms have been used to, you know, in part to stir up, you know, these feelings of, of fear, of hopelessness, of anger and violence. And, and yes, people have personal responsibility. Yes. The speeches, you know, given, uh, before the, the mob stormed the Capitol, you know, those speeches were important as well, but yeah, there's been a process years in the making. Um, you know, some, you know, we could, we could call it radicalizing. We could call it, um, disrupting or, you know, leaving people agitated, you know, it's all different levels, all different, you know, you can't paint with the broadest of brushstrokes here. We need to remember that there's different, different levels of, of anger, of, of commitment here, but by and large that there are, you know, there, there, there's content and ideas and there's, you know, a platform that's designed to to make the most of the most extreme ideas for profit. And I mean, that's what, you know, reconnect is all about. It's, it's talking about the ways that digital technology influences us. And it's often to our detriment. And now it's also to the detriment of, of others of our, of our nation, even. I think that the, the temptation right now, I've, I've felt it at least, I know that others probably feel it too, is to be, to be glued to the news, to keep checking in, to keep checking on uh, reporters or analysts on social media. And I, I get that. Like that's, that's where I've been some days as well. But even so, even if we're checking things that we think are factual or, or helpful, we can't avoid the fact that these, you know, the things we see on these platforms might still leave us angry or despairing or hopeless not hopeless enough to take violence to, you know, to, um, 
attack a Capitol building. I mean, some people literally uh, beat a police officer to death using American poles with from American flags and fire extinguisher. Like, you know, again, that's the extreme. But still, there were a lot of people who were who were angry and hopeless, who were willing to either, you know, commit violence or to be spectators to violence, who made kind of a party out of it. And it became, you know, there was, there was kind of a, a festive atmosphere even uh, because people thought that they had found the answer. They thought they had found the meaning that they'd been searching for. Um, and it's just tragic. It's absolutely tragic. And we need to avoid meeting that anger and fear and hopelessness with our own anger and fear and hopelessness that, you know, becomes mirror images then. We need understanding at this time, but we also need accountability. We need boundaries. We need to, to guard our minds and our hearts. Yeah, our, our primary commitment remains the kingdom of God, but it's also our neighbors, um, to care for our neighbors. So how can we protect those who are vulnerable? How can we protect the people who uh, are suffering during this pandemic? How can we, you know, help the people who have been forgotten, um, who have been, who have suffered so much under this administration? You know, those, those are questions for us to think about. And so, yes, let's understand what drove people to these desperate, violent acts. Let's be uh, committed to boundaries and accountability that it's not okay, that you know, we don't just unify at a time with you know people who won't admit they're wrong, that there needs to be accountability. And so we can be compassionate, we can be understanding, but let's remember what's causing this, what's, what's going on behind the scenes and commit to truth. And remember that the things that are sweeping them up could sweep us up as well, maybe have swept us up even at times that we've been swept up in anger and self-righteousness. Um, you know, we have these, these tools around us. It's, it's playing with fire. So let's be aware of that and, and reset, examine where our minds are each day to, you know, examine our, our media consumption, examine our relationship with technology and social media. You know, these are difficult times. And so, you know, this is a time for, for vigilance, for prayer, for awareness of ourselves, awareness of, of how we're accessing information and how it's impacting us. Uh, if we don't do it, no one else will. Thanks so much for dropping by this week. I will have some more thoughts um, this, this week on my newsletter. You can subscribe at my website, www.edsizeski.com. That's C-Y-Z-E-W-S-K-I. Thanks for dropping by today.